Hello, welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave, and today we're going to talk about Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you for returning to the podcast. Today we're going to take a look at Ephesians chapter 4. This chapter talks about Christian unity, how we grow in Christ's likeness, and by what means we are taught, and he talks about how we should walk with Christ. I'm going to go ahead and play the clip now, the audio clip for the Bible. So get your Bibles out. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, 
and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Okay, so let's take a look at uh, the first word that stands out to me. Let me get my Bible over here. We're going to look at the word prisoner. What does that mean? Well, let's take a look at it. What does computer say? Let's get on the internet and type in the computer and find out what the internet says about it. Well, it says it defines a person legally held in prison as a punishment for a crime they have committed or waiting, awaiting a trial. So prisoner, when he says, chapter 4, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of your vocation wherewith you are called. Okay, well, prisoner, well, you know, I got news for you. That fits us right now. We're waiting, on, we're waiting to be put on trial for the sins that we did. Wait, what? What's this guy talking about? I thought all my sins were forgiven, and I'm free from sin. Yes, that's true, if you was lost. See, when they talk about the Bible, talks about saved and all your sins would be forgiven, they're talking, all that's directed at the lost. If you're a Christian, that no more applies to you. You fall into a whole different category. But if you're lost and you never had Christ in your life and you're seeking Christ right now, you can have all your sins forgiven, and you can be right with the Lord. Because when you sin, at sin separates you. It puts a distance between you and God. We talked about that before. Now, for the Christians, it's a different story. But if you give your life, gave your life over to Christ, and you commit sins after the fact, then you'll have to stand before Jesus with that sin and pay a cost for that sin. When you ask for forgiveness, God does forgive you. All that is true. When you first come to Christ, but after you make your statement of faith, you fall under Jesus' court and the testifiers. Then all your good works and all your bad works will be test put into the fire, test in the test of fires. And the bad and evil sin you did will burn away, will go away like it never existed. But you could face loss at the test of fires too. If you never took that sin out of your life, it will be there waiting for you at the trial. And it could cost you a crown. A crown, that's what we're given. And we give those back to Jesus as a love gift for saving our lives. Okay, so when you die, you're going to stand, as a Christian, you're going to stand before Jesus. Yes, your sins are forgiven. And when God forgives you as your sins, you get aligned back with God. You're aligned back with God. And then when you sin again, you just get further and further away from God. Okay, when you go to the testifiers as a Christian, your good works and your bad works are going to go into the pot. And it's going to burn up. Okay. If you didn't have enough good works and you and you didn't have enough good works and your bad works are still burning in the pot, your bad works could cost you a crown because you never took it out of your life. See, you could you could suffer loss at, at Christ's judgment seat. 
Now, the only way to prevent that, I'm going to tell you how to prevent that. But remember that. So, you know, your sins are forgiven. And the loss, when you come to Christ, yes, your sins can be forgiven. You can be wiped clean. You can be made white as pure as white as driven snow as ever possibly be. Got to have that faith in your heart. But see, you're saved from hell's fire. You're never, as a Christian, and when you make your statement of faith, a statement of faith, you're never ever going to see hell's fire. Now hear me, you're never going to see hell's fire. That is no longer an equation. That is no longer in the game for you as a Christian. And if you come, if you're lost and you give your life over to Christ, that's what you're giving up. You're giving up hell. Okay, that's out of the picture. That's gone. Hell's no longer in your picture. But if you continue to sin and you keep that sin in your life, it could cost you a crown. Now, we're going to be rewarded five crowns at the end of this all. And it could cost you a crown. You, I talked about this before. You could be standing there empty-handed at the, at the judgment seat of Christ and not be able to give him a crown. But their God loves us so much. God loves you so much that he figured a way out of that too. He, he gave you an out for that. So that way you don't have to go through that. That's the way you don't have to suffer a loss. So let's go over that. Okay, that being said, you have the power right now to remove the sin from your life today. Never see it at the testifiers. How? By repenting of the sin and turning away from it and turning to Jesus. When you feel like you're going to sin in that bad way, stop and pray to Jesus. Say this prayer. Hold me in, in your hand, Jesus, because I'm afraid I'm about to sin. And he will. It is just like that. Keep saying it in your head if you have to. Or go get your Bible and read it. But turn to Jesus to fight your battles. If you want to win over sin, it's his ability, not yours, that wins the battle. I say all that from one word we see in the Bible. See how deep it can take us? One word, prisoner. We got all that from one word, prisoner. So let's continue. That we walk worthily of the vocation wherewith you are called. How do we do this? Paul tells us how to. We do this with loneliness, lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in bond of peace. Okay, so let's go back and look at what lowliness means. Humility, modesty, lack of vanity, meekness, that's, that's Christ-likeness. That's, that's Christ. Righteousness, humble and teachable, patient under suffering, and long-suffering means uh, patience under suffering. But let's stop for a second. Meekness. Got to have meekness. And another definition of meekness is teachable. Are you teachable? Can you be taught? Is the Holy Because the Holy Spirit is what teaches you the Word of God. Are you teachable? Patience under suffering. When you're suffering, when you're going through hell's fire, when you're going through the valley of death, are, are you... Are you are you patient about it, or are you hot-headed and running through it? Are you responding or reacting? You know, because you don't want to react. You want to respond in grace. Long-suffering means to tolerate, having, or showing great patience in spite of trouble. And forbearing means to reframe, 
hold back, to be patient, self-control, when subjects to annoyance or provocations. And what drives us to do all that? In love. And the last word, endeavoring, means to make every effort. And then he goes on to explain the structure of our faith, being one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all. God's authority, he is above all, through all, in you all, and to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So Christ gives, Christ Jesus gives the measure of grace that's in us. And let's look at the next verse. Wherefore, he says, when he ascends up on high, he, Jesus, led captive captives and gave gifts to men. Let's stop and take a look at that. <clears throat> I think we sh- I think it should say something like when Jesus went to be with God the bondage and captivity that we was once in was taken from us and put into jail or bondage itself. Did you hear me? Said the Bible says that he led captives captive and gave gifts to men. Let's stop and look at that. I think that should say something like, when Jesus went to be with God, the bondage slash captivity that we was once in, because we was a prisoner of sin, he put it into jail and bondage itself. And the gift that, the spirit, that gift, that talks about spiritual gift. He's talking about in verse 9 and 10, uh, now that he, Jesus, ascended, it is, but he... Jesus also descended first into the lower part of birth. Verse 10, he, Jesus, descended is the same also that ascended up from far above all heavens, that he, Jesus, might fulfill, uh, that might fill all things. Now, when, he, when Jesus descended, he preached to the people in Hades. All the lost souls that died prior to Jesus, they all went to Hades. And so when Jesus descended after the crucifixion, he descended down to hell or to Hades, and he preached to the lost. And some people accepted salvation and, and some people didn't. There's always a group of people that's going to reject God. There's nothing you can do about that. You can preach to them till you're blue in the face. Their heart is a heart of stone. And that's just the way it is. There's some people that just are destined for hell, and there's some people that are destined for heaven. So make your choice. So it, the Lord descended into hell or to Hades to teach, to preach, to, pe- to preach to the people in Hades so that they might be saved. And when Jesus was done preaching to the lost souls, he went to sit at the right hand of God. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. So we see that God provided educators and guide for his people. And for what purpose? Well, verse 12 tells us, for the equipping of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Equipping means for someone mentally Equipping means preparing someone mentally for a particular situation or task. And the body of Christ is you. You make up the body of Christ. You are the church. When you look at, and and when we look at ministry, what does that mean? The work or vocation of a minister of religion. 
So you are to work for the ministry so that you build up the body of Christ. And how long do we do this for? Verse 13 tells us, till we all mature in the unity, union of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. I think he's saying when we mature in understanding and faith that God placed in your heart, then that one day we will be like Christ, Jesus Christ, to the fullness of Jesus. We are in, in, in Jesus, and Jesus is in us. How great is that to know that Christ lives in us? Okay, so uh, I'd like to go ahead and uh, do the call to action now. Um, I got a webpage, godspathwaytolife.faith, for viewing and leaving prayer requests, so go check it out today. I got stickers, so if you'd like a sticker, I'd sure like to send you one. Send me an email with your mailing address, and I could send you a sticker out. Okay, so now we got all that uh, said and everything done. I got the prayer of salvation for anyone that's lost and seeking to turn their life over to Jesus Christ. Now's the time. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner and I that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life and to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Remember, you got to have a repentative life. And a repentative life means to turn away from your old life. Okay, so I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And again, 6.30 Sunday night. And again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can find us on Facebook, South Heights Baptist Church, Sapulpa. S-A-P-U-L-P-A. That's how Sapulpa is spelled. And if you do come, would you put in the comment section at your fun podcast so I know that you showed up so I can say hi to you. Okay, I'm asking for donations for South Heights Baptist Church. If there, there is now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There is also a clickable link on in the detailed description box for this podcast. So check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, so we also have a Facebook page. It's God's Pathway to Life. So if you want to go to the Facebook page, it's a, a group page. You can go there and uh, sign up and uh, be part of the group. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we are all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.